Kimber up in there. We're going to uh, talk about the parsha a little bit, and then also try to see if there are insights that we might apply to the fact that today was Yom Ha'atzma'ut, Tavshin Pei Gimel, 75 years of Medinat Yisrael, many of which were glorious years. You know that the Balatanya said that the Parsha Tashabua gives us a kind of inkling into where we stand in the world. If you look carefully at the Parsha Tashabua, so as to how we understand the Balatanya, you can find yourself in the Parsha someplace. And it's important to kind of look for that place for each and every one of us. So first we'll look at the end of the parsha of Shmini. You know, we've Shmini, and then Tazriya Mitzora, and then Achremot Kedoshim. Our parsha this week, the two parshiyot of Achremot and Kedoshim. Let's start from the end of the parsha of Shmini. You remember that the parsha of Shmini lists the animals that you can eat, that you can't eat, a fish and 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 uh, birds. Uh, the the parish is pretty extensive on these matters. And then there's a summary. There's a summary which begins in Vayikra Perikud Aleph, Pasuk Memhei. Pasuk Memhei, here it is, underlined. Underlined. I brought you up. I mean, it's a kind of a little strange, and Rashi will help us. In general, the Torah, when the Torah mentions Yitziat Mitzrayim, it says, It means, you know, East and West, here and there. Not Hamale etchem. What is Hamale etchem? Me'eretz Mitzrayim. So, I mean, just keep that in mind till we look at Rashi. Liyot lachem le'luhim. There's a common phrase in the Torah. Liyot lachem le'luhim. What does that mean? It doesn't just mean that God wants to be your God, but God wants to be the God of Israel to the exclusion of all others. And that was always difficult for B'nai Israel, at least until the time of Ezra. It was always difficult. He said, identity, who is Hashem? Why the God is talking, the one who brought us from Eretz Mitzrayim? in order that he becomes exclusively our God. And then, Tama, V'yitem Kedoshim, Ki Kadosh Ani. Kedoshim. You know, that's the the word that is so important at the beginning of the parish of, of Kedoshim, the second parish of the Shabbat. And what is Kedoshim? What does Kedoshim mean? So we know this Machlok at Rashi and the Ramban. Rashi says Kedoshim is the result of doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be, you know, keep the mitzvot, 
avoid the transgressions. And if you do that, you are Kiddoshim. And Ki Kadosh Ani means that somehow we accommodate ourselves by we accommodate ourselves to the way Hashem thinks about things. We are kind of connecting to God. We're not just doing God's will, but we are connecting to the way God is. Now, I admit that I would have difficulty in explaining that. But somehow, intuitively, it seems to make sense that if the Torah is the way Hashem thinks about things, so doing what the Torah wants us to do should be bringing us closer to the way God thinks about things. Okay? So that's Ki Kadosh Ani, that somehow all of the Torah enables us to imitate Hashem. And to, by imitating Hashem, we also give ourselves the opportunity to come closer, to come closer to Hashem. And that, after all, is the primary desire of most religious people. I mean, it's not just about what you do, but it's sort of about where you are when you do what you do. And that's always been, it's always been a topic something that the Jewish people were interested in, in different ways, the Kabbalists in their way, and the non-Kabbalists in their way. But both of them, both of these groups of people thought that Hadosh uh, Ani means something that I can access. I, I can understand it. I, I can come to it. Pasuk mem vav, pasuk mem vav says zot Torah behema vehaof v'kol nefesh chayar omeset b'mayim. I have given you zot, zot pointing to something. Zot is a dectic particle; it points at Torah behema. What I've just taught you: which animals can be eaten, which animals cannot be eaten, which birds, which birds cannot be eaten. Kol nefesh chayar omeset all the creepy crawly things. In the waters, or the whole nefesh asheretz and and all the things that come out of the ground on the on earth, everything has its place. Some things are tahor, some things are tameh. That's the language that's used in the parasha. Tameh means stay away from it. Tahor means get together with it. Pasuk mem lahavdil, new word. Lahavdil. What is the word lahavdil? Lahavdil to separate, to distinguish. Beina tamei, beina tahor. Using those words tamei and tahor. Obeina chayah neachelot vechayah shelot yachelot. They said lahavdil. All of that comes under the category of lahavdil. And I'll tell you later on. But right now, I want you to remember that lahavdil is part of the one of the words that is used to describe the creation of the world. Because the entire world was covered with water and HaKadosh Baruch Hu separated and made part of the world water and part of the world dry land. That's Lahavdil. There was a world in which everything was light. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, no, there'll be 
a lot of lights part of the day and less light at night. So Lahavdil can't help reminding us of, of the creation itself. The creation was also, besides being Yesh Me'ayin, besides being something from nothing, oof, it was also Lahavdil. And here the Pasuk is telling us clearly that if we do lahavdil, we do lahavdil, we're doing what God did. Because we're doing it because God told us to do it, not because we want to do it. It's not the chart of chemical elements. It's something that God directed us to do. That we can create a distinction. We can emphasize the tahor, the pure. It's in our hands. It's in our hands to do it. How? We just have to know the distinction. We don't have to eat them. We just have to know them. You have to know that there are things that you can eat and you don't know that you can't eat. And that's the way Hashem thought about it. So let's look at, at the Rashi. Let's look at the Rashi. Remember he said, Rashi says a simple, straightforward, well-known type of commentary. And he says, the reason that you left Mitzrayim was in order to do the mitzvot, that you will accept the mitzvot, accept the mitzvot when the Torah was given to B'nai Yisrael. That was, that was their part. Along comes Rashi, and Rashi says, that there's another interpretation. Not only is there another interpretation, but Rashi says, I, Rashi say it's important for you to know the other interpretation. Not because the first interpretation, interpretation is wrong, but it doesn't give you the full force of the Pasuk. So the full force of the Pasuk, according to Rashi, is this, the Varacher. Oh, I have something to add. That's what it says of the Pasuk. I bring you up, up, from down to up. So it says, from Egypt to any place. Any place is Malek. Whenever Kodesh Baruch Hu mentions Yitziat Mitzrayim, Kodesh Baruch Hu always says, Vodseti, I tip you out, meaning east to west. It actually, it was west to east, I guess. West to east from Egypt. In this Pasuk, and only in this Pasuk, does it say Hamalek. So there's a question. How come? How come the Torah deviates from its plan, from regular, from the way we always do it? Why? Tana, the very Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Yishmael calls it Tana. Right? Tana meaning is like the greater authorities. 
the greater authorities, if I had not brought them up out of Mitzrayim, in order that they should stay away from creepy little animals that should not be eaten, as is the fact with other nations, that that would be it. They, 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 it would make them different enough. Maluta higavayu, maluta. It's an advantage for them. It's an advantage for them. V'zehu l'shon ma'aleh. So the language, the Rashi's Rashi's making a comment. As you know, it says ma'aleh. It doesn't mean the the people physically went from low to high. It meant they were improved. They were changed. They were given an opportunity. And that opportunity was maliuta igabayu. It was something special for them because they suddenly became aware of a distinction that they didn't know about before. And what was that distinction? So that's what Raji says. Suddenly they knew something. They had a key that gave them access to the way a Baruch Hu thought about it. That even in the created world, there were distinctions. And if you wanted to get to, if you wanted to get to uh, uh, a higher level of devotion, you had to know the distinctions. You had to know the distinctions. So again, if you look at the Sukim again, Hashem, let me just erase that. Okay. The Psukim say this, Ki is like a word that connects you to, to what happened before. So what happened before? What was in the parish of Shmini? All the lists of the animals that are acceptable and those that are those that are Tahor and those that are Tameh. Were the animals, the 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 the, uh, the fish, the birds, all of these things, all of these groups can be distinguished into Tameh and Tahor. Why did I give all of this to you? I mean, after all, it would seem that just by eating the things that are forbidden to us to, us to eat, uh, that doesn't indicate that something terrible is going to happen. Doesn't indicate that at all. So you'll become Kiddoshim. And I told you there's a Machloka Drashi in the Ramban. Right? At the beginning of the parasha of Kiddoshim, our parasha. Rashi says Kiddoshim means you do the mitzvot. And you, that's who you are. If you stay away from whatever you're supposed to stay away from, for example, and forbid forbidden sexual encounters. So then, you're kadosh. 
you're, you're like in the community of sacred people. The Ramban, it would seem, disagrees with Rashi. And he says that Kedoshim is a status independent of righteousness. A righteous person is a person who does what he's supposed to do and avoids doing what he should not do. But somebody who's called Kedoshim, the, the, the sacred, that community is a community uh, that looks for ways to add on. It's not enough to know what HaKadosh Bohu thought about the world that was created, according to the Ramban. But it's important for us to kind of improve that awareness of distinctions. I will see that in Rashi at the end of the Parsha of Kedoshim. But this is the end of the Parsha of Shmini. Now, here's the end of the Parsha of Kedoshim, the Parsha of this week. Vivdaltem, Vivdaltem. You will distinguish, you'll make Abdallah. Remember that in the previous parsha, Basuk Mem Zion, Basuk Mem Zion, Lahavdil, Benatameo Benator, Perikav Pasukave, Vivdalten, Bema Bematur Alatvea, emphasis, Vivdalten, it's a thing that you can do. You can create this distinction. You can make it into something that's real, even though nobody outside of the Torah will understand it. We're talking about Beimot. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. And don't defile yourself by ignoring this distinction. You shouldn't define your soul, defy your souls, either with animals or birds or anything that creeps around on the ground. Which I have separated for you and classified them as Tameh. So again, Pasuk Mem Zayin, Lavdil Bena Tamei Bena Tahor. Pasuk Kavhei, Vivdaltem Bema Bema Atorah The end of that is Pasuk, Asher Hivdalti Lachem Litamei. So it emphasizes the fact that Havdalah is divine. God did it. God did it. I mean, sometimes when God does things, we know why. If God separated the waters and put them in one place and let the dry land in another place, we understand. We can't live in the water. We don't have that ability or that, but we can live on the dry land. So we're very happy that HaKadosh Baruch Hu separated the waters from the dry land. And here again in the Pasuk it says, Asher hivdauti lachem I gave you access to it, HaKadosh Baruch said. You can connect to it. You can see what it is that, it, that God is thinking about. Pasuk 
V'yitem li kedoshim, and then you will be for me kedoshim. I told you, Rashi says A, and Rabban says B. Kadosh ani Hashem, that it is possible to see the word kadosh as applying to Hashem. V'avdil etchem min hamim. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? To be the people of Hashem, you have to separate yourself from the other peoples in the world. Liotli, to be mine, and also to be with God, you have to eat kosher. You can't not eat the wrong thing. You can't eat the wrong things. Again, the pasuk, "Vavdil etchem min haamim liotli." Vavdil, v'chamu vavdil. It's not true that everybody is the same. It's not true that all people are. People have capacities, and even people who never received the Torah don't know about the Torah. Can certainly be good people. They can uh, uh, accept the the seven mitzvot b'nei Noach. The Noahide laws. They will be good people. There's no argument about that, but they can't be the people of God. To be the people of God, you have to have you have to be able to say, Avdil liot li, that the Havdalah is not something that is accidental. But it's Liot Li. Let's look at the Rashi. Let's look at the Rashi. You see it? Rashi. Rashi is good. I couldn't find any matching places. Rashi. So everybody knows the difference. Any child knows. So what does mean? Everybody knows it. You can eat the meat of a cow, you can't eat the meat of a donkey. So for this, you don't need a great Torah scholarship. So what is we've doubt them? We've doubt them. What does it mean to say we've doubt them? Doesn't mean Lavdil be Ben Paralechamosh. Are moved a living Karim and Rashi in Rashi's lingo? They are self-defined. You see them. You know who they are. You don't need any extra help. There's such a thing. You made them tahor. You made them tameh. How so? Because we know the halacha of shechita. The, 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 the shechita has to slice the corner and veshet, the windpipe and the esophagus. And the halacha is that it has to be at least 50%. The slice that you make in the windpipe and in the esophagus has to be a 50% or more slice. 50% or less is no good. So, that's called Torah Lecha. If you can make it Torah, the Me'alecha, you make it Tameh. 
page in Nishchat Rubo Shel Siman, Nishchat Chetzion. That was the Shaila. Somebody come to came to ask you, what is it? Is it Rubo Shel Siman? Is it mostly, mostly the sign which is the windpipe and the esophagus? Nishchat Chetzion. Is that possible? That it's only a half. So imagine that to come a ben rubo lechetzio. How much, how much it differentiates the majority from exactly half? Melos saara, the width of a hair, not too much. So here we're getting it. We're getting a little extra help for Rashi. Rashi is a betalted ben abeimat oralat just as Hakadosh Baruch Hu told us, there's a para. You can eat the but the meat of the para, and there's a chamor. You can't eat the meat of a chamor. Hakadosh Baruch Hu made lists for us, but it's not just that we can eat this and should avoid that, but we are through the halacha in the same position, deciding whether this para will go into the category of tahor or into the category of tameh because after the cow is slaughtered by a by a shochet of course by a slaughter after the cow is slaughtered there may be a question that comes up how was it was it okay was he able to slice through the esophagus and the windpipe such that 50% of those pipes are, or more are, are cut down or not? And who decides that? Who decides that? Vivdaltem. That's a new idea. Vivdaltem means you will do it. You will make the decision. It's not the Torah that makes that. That decision was made. That decision made in the parish of Shemini. So Rashi says, We know about the para. We know about the chamor. The para and the chamor. We all know what it is. We don't have to like go to school. So Rashi says, Let's know that word, that pronoun, Aten, was there in that sentence, but it's not. But we can think it. It's not what it listed in the Torah. It's not the information that the Torah gave us. That's not what Aten that you get, you receive it. Sharein Mufdalim Karimim, they are the Pora and the Chamorah, well known, Elevain Torah Lecha, Litzvei'a Lecha. Lecha. You're going to do it. You're going to make the Torah. And you're going to make the Tmeya. Benjen Ishkatu Mochel Siman, whether it's the majority of the Siman, Siman is either the esophagus or the windpipe. Where the Ishkat Chetzio, Exactly half. The kama ben rubo lechetzio. How much is there between the most and the exact middle? Just a hair's breadth. Asher hivdalti lachem letamei leesor. Finally, 
the last pasuk, the last pasuk, pasuk kavav. We have an extra pasuk here that you get that for free. Kavav ve'idem lekedoshim, ve'idem lekedoshim. The way the parsha starts off, kedoshim ti you, ki kadosh ani Hashem. And the at the end of that pasuk is right. Kedoshim. We already explained the kedoshim. Avdil etchem in haamim liyotli, and I will separate you from the nations of the world. And that separation, right, like separating the waters from the dry land. The only way that they could be a world is if there would be a separation. And the only way they can be kedusha, kedoshim to you, is if there is vavdal etchem min haamim liotli. Rashi, Rashi, imatem uvdalim mehem. If you separate, are separate from them. If you are distinguished, arei atem sheli, then you are mine. We love arei atem shel nebuchad netzer v'chaviro. So then you're going to be subject to destruction and exile. Destruction and, and exile. One second. Here. Rabbi Eliezer ben Azariah Omer Minayin Shelo Yomar Adam Nafshikatzah Bebasar Chatzir Rashi adds on an educational point. This is Rabbi Eliezer ben Azariah said, how do we know that a person, Adam, Shelo Yomar Adam Nafshikatzah Bebasar Chatzir that I should find disgusting Besar Chatzir I shouldn't say that. Or EFG will most kill I just break out every time I wear till I am, I break out in a rash, so I don't want to do it. I will Yomar FG. But he should say, No, I can wear kill I am. Ma seva avishabashabaim gazaral. What should I do? Akodaj Bokhu is preventing me from doing it. Talmud Lomar. I will separate you from the nations of the world to be mine. You will separate yourself from them for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch I separate myself from the uh, from transgression. So you shouldn't say, you shouldn't make up a reason. You shouldn't make up a reason for atrus. You say it's healthy or it's not healthy, or it'll prevent something from happening, or it'll give me an advantage of some kind. That all of that is irrelevant. All of that should not be even considered. So Raji says, Raji says again. Loyomar, this is Rabbi Elizabeth Azariah, Loyomar, Loyomar Adam, Nafshi Katsav, I hate it. 
You know, people say that to people who've never eaten chazer in their lives, find it difficult to think. Nafshi katsa bibasar chazir, I hate it. Oh, efshi lil bosh kilayim, how can I wear a cloak made of kilayim? Ugh. No, that's not what it is. That's not what it's about. It's about the mitatio day in the highest sense. You are following God. God started you off. He started you off with this idea. That such distinctions really exist. But they only exist for the people who aspire to sanctity. The people who aspire to a different level of understanding and interpretation. And that's what that's what the parashiot of Shmini, Tazria, Mitzorah, Achremot, and Kedoshim are about. They're about the fact that you could wrench Kedusha out of the world in which we live. That we really can, we really can approach things in a wondrous manner. Wondrous meaning, I just look at things and wonder how it was that a Kodesh Baruch gave this to us as wondrous as it might be. And I promised that I would say something about God's mouth. I think I'm I'm not sure that we have entirely gotten the point. I mean, we all know that there is difficulty today about certain things. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what that difficulty is from. But there's no doubt that there are groups of people in Eretz Israel today who think in specific ways that are not at all understood by the other group. There, there are groups of people who, in spite of the glory of achievement, there are groups of people who feel that they are left behind. Then there are religious people who don't understand why foreign policy of the state of Israel is not done according to their religious understanding of things. And then there are those religious people who feel that they have to do everything that is possible to hold on to the way they imagine 
that it used to be. So each of these groups, each of these groups could learn a lot about making room for others, I think. Because they all represent, they all represent the truth. Some represent the difficulty of existence. Some represent the achievement of general culture. Some represent the achievement of, of Torah. But no one is willing, no one is willing to kind of compromise on whatever it is they think should be in the state of Israel. The Pasuk in the Hillim says, You may shenotein him shivim shana. You see it? You see the Pasuk? You may shenotein him shivim shana. How many years did we get? So Chazal said, well, it had something to do with David HaMelech. David HaMelech was, was destined to die when he was born, and we would miss out, history would be. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him from Metushelach 70 years. So Yemei Shnoteinu Bahem Shivim Shana. That's like uh, average lifestyle. Now, that's being undone today to a certain extent, but it's a different discussion. But Shivim Shana, that's the tradition that we have. So, so Vurot is better than Shivim Shana, and Bigvurot Shvonim Shana. So you see the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says there's 70, and there's 80. The Pasuk doesn't recognize the fact that there might be 75. But that would indicate to us that the state of Israel has another five years to get to wherever it is supposed to get to. So there's a Mishnah, there's a Mishnah in Pirkei Avot, which begins with Yudha ben Tema on the fifth parak. I mean, the numbering of this, these Mishnayot are a little bit uh, shaky. But in this, in this Mishnah, it says, it, it, it talks about a person's life as though it's scripted. And it says, it says in the Mishnah, who are Yaomer? The second thing you, the Ben Tamo said, Ben Chamesha Nimlo Mikra, when you start your academic career at age five, you should be learning written text at Mikra. Ben Esosha Nimlo Mishnah, when you're 10 years old, you should learn Mishnah. Ben Shlosa Mitzvot, then 13, you become obligated to do the mitzvot of Ben Chamesh Yisrael Talmud, Ben Shemona Yisrael Chupah. So some of these dates have been uh, changed around a little bit. That, that's not the point. The point is that it's all kind of, it has to be stated clearly. 
Ben Shmon Esrei Lechupa, who is 18 years old, he should get married. Ben Esrim Lirdof, he should run after. If he's not married by the time he's 20, he has to make an effort. Ben Shloshim Lekoach, 30 years old, he becomes uh, powerful. He gains power. I'm to explain the different ways. Right? When he's 40 years old, he gets a certain kind of understanding. Ben Hamishim La Eitza, 50 years old, he becomes uh, a person who could give advice. Ben Shishim Lizikna, 60 years old, he gives advice. He becomes an elder, somebody that people listen to. Then it says Ben Shivim Seva. Seva is also a category of authority. And Ben Shmonim Ligbura. Ben Shmonim Ligbura. And Shmonim is extra. Is an extra uh, addition. It seems to me that uh, this uh, formulation in the Mishnah that there are step-by-step increments in your in your life, in the life of your family, is a hard thing to to actually plan. And the digression that exists, the diversity that exists within every community that we house in the state of Israel. Makes fixing things very difficult. Everybody has ultimate desires. Everybody feels that in some way they're not getting what they deserve. So I think that somebody set out to fix it a little bit. I mean, what could we do? What could we sort of regular people do in order to fix the situation in the state of Israel? I think what we have to do is find a way to be accepting of another community. Find a way to be accepting of the people that in the past you disagreed with, you weren't able to uh, connect to properly. Make it a, a kind of a, an opportunity. You have an opportunity to go beyond the limits of 70 and 80. You have an opportunity, you really have an opportunity to be uh, to look into things, I can tell you. I can tell you that uh, from that point of view, one of the great 
one of the great things that happens in the state of, of Israel is the opportunity to, to go to the army. I'm not saying that I think everybody should go to the army, they shouldn't go to the army, I don't get involved with this, but when I was in the army, sometimes I have to remind everybody that I was not a great, uh, the army did not depend on my achievement. But when I was in the army, I met all the kinds of people that I would never have been able to meet in any other situation. Because everybody becomes kind of trapped in their own Dalad Amot, in their own, their own four cubits. And by being trapped in these four cubits, you kind of also are trapped in a way of thinking about things. And it's important to be able to listen to the other people to hear what they have to say and to wonder if there isn't something that you could do in order to help them and help yourself and help the people. With that, as I said, I hope that by uh, Bigvurot Shmonim Shana that all of this will become clarified at least to a certain extent by the time we get to be 80 years old. A country, 80 years old. And it's not to say that I don't agree, but I do agree that the achievements of the State of Israel are absolutely remarkable. And it's hard for me to understand how anybody could imagine that they are regular. These are things that happen because they don't happen. What the state of Israel had, the people, the people of the state of Israel, the force have achieved is something that is remarkable and something that has never been repeated in history. So we have to take, um, uh, take it as, as a, a point of strength that we've done it. We're going to keep doing it. In order to keep doing it, we have to kind of learn a little bit about each other. And by learning about each other, we'll have something to do until we reach the desired level of Shlonim Shana. Okay, have a good Shabbos. All the best to you. Be well. Thanks, Rabbi Bravender. All the best. Shabbat shalom. Bye.